pimp my ride because Ooh. not only did I not have a car, I was like 11 when I watched that show. God, yeah. And I didn't have a car either. I was just like, I was thinking about this earlier today because I was like, these people were not asking for a nice, like, wild thing that they ended up getting. They were just asking <laughs> for a functioning vehicle because typically <laughs> it was like a car, like, you could only get in through the rear passenger door yeah. because all the other doors were broken. You could roll down one window halfway. Yeah. It was missing both a headlight and a tail. They do the thing where the passenger has to be the windshield. Uh-huh. And, and just told the the shoestring back it's, and forth. It's always them like, come on, Bertha. Like you could do it. Give me another you day. Get us there. And they're and just my... asking Yeah, they're just asking to get to work. Yeah. And in my mind it's just like, why don't you just give them a new car? No, because they got to pimp my ride. It was a great theme. And then Exhibit just Ugh. fucking is dropped off by a UFO at the mm-hmm. beginning of every episode, just descending from the heavens, Insane. walking down an empty street. Yep, just dancing to a camera. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that's going on. And it, I liked the show because it was really creative and you got to like actually see the process of deconstructing and reconstructing a vehicle. Oh yeah, that part but was But cool. then it gets insane. Because as soon as they're like, it works, they're like, let's make it useless. <laughs> now let's make it so they either A, will immediately sell this car mm-hmm. to get an oh. actual car. Oh, I just remembered some of the paint jobs they'd throw on those yeah. cars. Or B, make sure that this car is scrapped first week mm-hmm. by some delinquents in their city. Yeah. And then they're back to square one. Yup. It's just, it, it's funny because it obviously became a meme. Yeah. Very quickly, you did figure out, oh, they just latch on to one thing. One thing about anybody, per- about anybody's anyone, personality. And just make that the car. Yeah. Like something like a four-year-old would do. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned like, hey, I like cats. And then for the rest of the, that <laughs> child's life, they only give you drawings of cats yeah. and cat-related things. Hey, dog, we heard you like cats. So what we did was <laughs> we made your car into a cat sanctuary. And there are now four cats that are feral, that are living in your car. <laughs> Sorry. We went to the Humane Society. They said, funny enough, all our cats are adopted. But there's a few out back that you could mm, take. The dumpster cats. They're a little scratchy. Ah, uh, yeah. But they're good guys. Oh, my God. Or, like, they were, they would, like, pick, like, a health nut lady who yeah. just, like, you know, she would make her own protein drinks in the morning before oh, going yeah, on a run. Just... You know, a typical thing. And they're like... <laughs> They're like, we heard you like juicing, so we gave you a juicer in your trunk. (laughs) Why do I need this? I need, like, jumper cables and, like, a spare tire. I do not need a fucking Jamba Juice in my trunk. (laughs) Yo, we heard you love Jamba Juice, so we gave you a full Jamba Juice in your car. Your car is actually just a mobile Jamba Juice vehicle. There are lots of blender blades. You best be driving careful. Mm -hmm. Yo, we heard you like juice. So we decided to make your car out of an old juicer. Oh, no. You're going to want to tell your passengers to enter on the left side. <laughs> because if they enter on the right side, they go get juiced. They're going to get juiced. Exhibit, this is a death trap. Oh, my God. You made a <laughs> drivable blender. This is so scary. And then they're always like, yo. Yo, do that's the, like Do the squat. So cool. And it's always a white girl. That's like trying to like be like, yeah, yeah I, I like this. <laughs> when she obviously hates it. And there's like seven yoga masks just pushed mm-hmm. into the back. Oh, the worst was when they'd like try to like do the, like the really like lit, quote unquote, lit sound systems. Oh, yeah. And they'd just like 
put like 20 subwoofers in like a really shitty quote unquote flat screen TV yeah. in the back. And I'm just like, oh my God, how much power is required to make this thing even usable? Hey, dog, we hope you have unlimited budget for car batteries because oh you're going to be going through those <laughs> just Everything. two a week. You best be sure you do not leave a single light on because your car will be dead in the morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the paint jobs are really bad. I remember there was like a neon. It was like Sprite became a car because it was mm. like neon yellow and green, like ombre with like glitter. And I was like, holy shit, that thing is ugly. Yo, that's tight. They always did the lean. Throw, like, they always get Immediately lower. got low they so I could low. see. So they could center themselves and be like, all right, act. Act impressed. cool. <laughs> act like you like this. You got exhibit right Otherwise, here. Otherwise, they're going to take your car away. <laughs> you can sell it, man. You can sell it. Just you, can, you can take the pieces. Someone will buy it. Yeah. You can scrap it for parts. Ugh, the interiors were bad, too. Hey, yo, we just heard. like shag carpet roof. Yeah. Like, we heard your father was into the 70s, and that's not really what you're into, but we decided to give you just all shag carpeting on the there inside. There is now a lava lamp hanging from the rear view mirror. It is definitely... <laughs> it is molten hot. <laughs> if you touch it, you die. It is 100% illegal in the city <laughs> or in the state of California. In the state of California, yeah. You will be pulled over. Oh, my God. But when he shows up, when the cop shows up, give him this exhibit card. Mm. That's one free getaway. He's just got exhibit's face on it with a thumbs up. <laughs> It's like, we're good. He can break the law. <laughs> Give him this one. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, I feel like they could bring Pimp My Ride back. Yes. Because the technology is so much better now. Yeah. Now we just have so much more dumb things. Yeah. Hey, yo, we heard you love NFTs. So what uh, we did was we took your car and turned it into an NFT. Here is your receipt. Your car is now on the blockchain. Oh, no. So now you get to own the idea of owning a car. Honestly, that was kind of better than what most of those people ended up with. Exhibit, now I can't get to work. <laughs> <laughs> we also got you a bus pass. <laughs> this is the exhibit bus pass. It's good for one ride. One, it's one round trip. You can get to work <laughs> no, 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 and you no, can it's come home one, and that's it. It's good for one one way. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you to work on exhibit's time. You got to find, find your way, way back. <laughs> Welcome back. My name is Eddie, and I am sitting here with my other half, Kayla. Hello. And, and as always, we are here <laughs> and ready. No, I threw it off so hard by saying hello. It's fine. You can greet them. You can say okay. hi. Hi, guys. Hello. Here. Missed you. As always, we're here hanging out in our in the stew. In the stew. Laying on a bed. Surrounded by plushies. Hunched over a microphone. But either way, we're here, you know, hanging out, having a good time. I'm feeling a little um, shaky. Oh. Yeah. That's not good. I think my muscles atro atrophied because I was <laughs> I, I was at home for an extended period of time and I like didn't move at all. Yeah. And then the next day when I went to work, I was like, whoo, everything I'm doing, I'm like shaking when I'm doing it. Oh, this walking thing is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show you how weak I am at a baseline. No, but I agree. I hate because I used to work out more and I need to get back into it, mm -hmm. but I hate not working out for a little bit and you just feel your body being like oh you ready to just give up again you ready to die now because <laughs> okay. so are we standing up is gonna hurt you now mm -hmm. 
Just dog, I was running Oh, I was miles. trying to hold something with my left hand today. I was shaking like a fucking leaf. I was like, oh my oh, goodness. Oh my lord. Well, we're strong enough to sit here and talk <laughs> about a show that we love. We, we'll see. We'll see if we can make it through this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with that being said, again, I'm Eddie and I would like to welcome you to the Show Dependent Podcast. It is the podcast where Kayla and I talk about the things we love our codependent tendencies with those things, and how those things shaped us into who we are today. This is episode two of Avatar. The Last Airbender. The Last Airbender. This is episode two, book two, Earth, Mm -hmm. and we are diving in. This episode's going to be a little bit different because as Eddie and I were taking notes and talking about it, we decided this season is so jam-packed. We just want to get into it with you guys from the jump. We're going to kind of skip over our um, our typical things. Obviously, we're not doing the meet cute. We did that last time. Yeah, um, so if you want to go yeah. see where did Eddie and Kayla meet Avatar The Last Airbender, go back. It's in the archives. Mm-hmm. Watch episode one. Give it a download. Give it a listen. Mm-hmm. And then give, come give back to share. this. <laughs> yes. We're going to be skipping over the meet cute and then, yeah, we're going to just kind of get right into the getting to know each other. Yeah, we're not even... Honestly, we're not even going to give you a recap because we're going to go through every episode. Yeah, real quick. Say a little something about each episode or a lot about some of them because book two, Earth is just, oh. Banger. Banger after banger after banger. There's so much growth. The characters, there's new characters who just hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. Our favorite characters just become even more better and bigger. More better. Getting more better every time. More better blues. (laughs) And last episode, I said The Storm, season one, amazing episode, but season two has what I think Mm -hmm. and what a lot of people think is the best episode of the entire series. If you're an Avatar fan, you know what it is, but we will get to the tales of Ba Sing Se. So welcome to this journey, book two, Earth, shall we get started? Let's get going. So last time we failed to mention something that is extremely pivotal to this series that makes it so memorable and emotional and overall just more beautiful as a whole. And that is the music. Oh, the music in this series is just, it evokes so much emotion. Mm -hmm. And just, we talk about codependency or here on the podcast we call it... Show dependency. When I hear this music, it immediately not only takes me back to my youth and the first Mm -hmm. feeling of this, but it always makes me feel so many different emotions. Yeah, it's a very complex score Mm -hmm. that's woven throughout this entire series. I don't know instruments. No. I took band in elementary school like most people. I was a singer. (laughs) But that that taught me so much as, oh, I could sort of play the clarinet back when I was 11. Squidward. Uh, shut up. <laughs> that was so mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. You are much more handsome and kind than Squidward. Sorry. Handsome Squidward. Ooh. <laughs> Does he sound like that? I think that was pretty good. Okay. I can't do a Squidward impression. Give though. us one just real quick. I don't think I can. Um, uh, SpongeBob says, like, what's better than that? Being dead or anywhere else. <laughs> Sister show, Nickelodeon. Oh, I love it, yes. Oh. There's always a way to tie it back in. Always. Aang's theme? Yes. It's called The Avatar's Love. Mm-hmm. Is just such 
a freaking amazing song. Yeah, it's very emotional. It's like, it's inspirational, but it's also sad. But it's hopeful. But it's hopeful. It's, yeah, yeah it's so I, It's, it's unlike so many pieces of music, or unlike many pieces of music I've heard. Mm. How do I say that it, like, it, there's very few songs you, that are make Are you trying to say it way. is unique? It is unique insofar as nothing can be unique. That's what I was trying to say. Meaning that it's just music? I'm trying to like Uncle I wrote this, you know. It's not working, dear. Hey, all right, well, I'm working on it. By the end of this episode, I'll give you one. Okay, we'll see if we get any words of wisdom. We'll each get some words of wisdom. I could put a sample of it here. Just the way the way that song hits at the end of an episode. Mm, yeah, just, when it's oh, when it's in the closing credits, it's, it's like just, oh, sheesh. Duh. We went through it, didn't exactly. we, guys? And mm. it's called the Avatar's Love. So most of the time, it is when Aang just does something to show that he is here for everyone. Mm-hmm. One that I can think of in an episode in book two is at the end of the episode "Return to Omashu." Ah, uh, yeah. When essentially a Fire Nation couple, they lose their kid and Aang returns their kid to them Mm -hmm. and they turn around and see their kid and they're super happy and then it just sort of rises up and shows Aang watching them be happy to be with their baby and he's kind of, you know, smiling a little bit and then the song just starts playing and you're just like, "Mm." he did good, he did good, you good man, you gonna make it. Well, the nice thing about like the title Avatar's Love is it's like, it's not only Aang. Yeah, it's, it's everything that has come before him, the legacy of the Avatar, the importance of doing oh, good in the world. Getting chills. I know. <laughs> the importance of doing good in the world and making sure that everybody feels that love. Yeah. Like, ooh. And ooh, it's just, yeah. And it's so a good. cycle of men and women, these avatars of past that have done this noble pursuit to just protect the world and make it better Mm -hmm. and by the time their turn with the cycle is over they leave it better for the next avatar Mm -hmm. and it's just like oh and what what an amazing gift that must be for ang yeah to be able to feel that Mm -hmm. and connect with that ah so good it's so beautiful i love the music in this in this show Mm -hmm. and we'll get to an even more important song as we Uh head in later that (laughs) now everybody within our generation pretty much that has experienced this show it's just an emotional trigger yeah as soon as you hear it it just breaks you into Mm -hmm. pieces even the joke songs in this Mm -hmm. are amazing oh yeah the compositions are lovely and i love the you know the the eastern influence mm-hmm. and the in the instruments and the composition and like somehow when the notes grind throughout some of the songs like it's just oh, yeah it's so it's so well done it's masterful in my yes. opinion we'll just talk about the song when we get there but the secret tunnel song <laughs> banger shouldn't bang and it's supposed to be a funny song yeah mm-hmm. but it's just why is the song so good mm-hmm. as it is book two few new characters there's a lot that we there's a lot of characters that we are introduced to in this season that 
aren't necessarily as important. No, they're more of like kind of bottle characters. Yes, but there's four new characters that are extremely important. Yes. Obviously, we were introduced to Azula in a cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. But Zuko's sister, Azula, is... Hot. She... I love... I don't know who her voice actor is, but I love her voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, so good. I feel like I knew who it was, but yes. Amazing voice work. Oh, all the voice actors in the oh, show mm-hmm. to the littlest role. Kill Cabbage it. guy. Killing yeah, it. Killing it. <laughs> but Azula is everything that Zuko built her up to be. She's ruthless. She doesn't give a damn about her own family. She's crazy. She's absolutely a lunatic. Oh, yeah. I mean, she kind of fucking hates her uncle and mm-hmm. hates her brother so much so that she is actively trying to kill them. I feel like she kind of hates her dad, too. Yeah, she like respects him. She, it's she weird. Res- she respects him because she knows he's stronger than her. Yes, and that's if she true. tried it, he could kill oh, her. Oh, yeah, so down. But if Azula had the perfect opportunity to just take yeah. it and usurp the throne, mm-hmm. she would have done it. And that's probably why, like, he tolerates her as much as he does. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, he's I gotta like, keep. Damn, her. she she a little wild. I better mm-hmm. let her do her thing. But speaking of spicy, ooh yeah, Azula's friends. My goodness, the bad girl crew. Mm-hmm. We have Mai, who's just emo, emo goth queen. over everything. Zuko's perfect match. Just, <laughs> uh, uh, she makes that noise a lot. She does. She does the vocal got, fry. Uh, is that what it's called? It's called the vocal fry, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't know why we're here, but I wish I wasn't. <laughs> I, guess, I guess. It's I, very much her energy. Yeah, I guess I kind of like you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Ty Lee, who's just... I, uh, adore her acrobat she's so flexible and like flighty she reminds me a lot of a fairy she's very cute Mm -hmm. and then we get possibly the most important addition to the show the the person that some people would argue completes team avatar oh absolutely unless unless we get there we could get there there later but there's another character who's often people don't add her to team avatar Mm -hmm. i think she should be added i agree but in this season, we get Toph. Toph Beifong. She's so cool. She's a badass. She's this tiny little girl who's blind, mm-hmm. but she proves that people that you think are weak can be so much more mm-hmm. than you ever give them credit for. Because as I said, she's a small girl. She's younger than everyone, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think she's, she's like, I would guess maybe 10. Yeah, she's at least Maybe 11. a year younger than Aang, I think. Yeah. But she is probably the strongest oh, of them all, except for Aang, but he gets the That's not fair. protagonist avatar thing. But Aang, don't, Aang don't count. <laughs> yeah. She's crazy. She's awesome. She's an earthbender. She becomes Aang's teacher. Mm-hmm. And she, by the end of this book, teases an ability that no one has ever had in the Avatar universe. Isn't that freaking wild to she's, think of? So cool. She is evolution in the making. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. What a queen. A queen. Queen talk. So Love now it. it's time to just get into the whole season. Let's do it. Let's go episode by episode and give each one a little love. A little bit of, ooh, you're so cute. Mm-hmm, Down they, the line. <laughs> <laughs> they all deserve it, it. It's how I imagine like Santa would love his elves like i love you jingle i love you kringle mm-hmm. i love you jingle. I, jingle I don't know i'm just Mingle, trying to make their tangle. names rhyme fangle <laughs> he's like the goth 
Uh, <laughs> whatever, Santa. I guess I love you too. I love you too. I guess. And then he just, he's mine. <laughs> and then he just blushes as he walks away. <laughs> Santa said he loved me. <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> <laughs> Today I kind of hate myself a little less. A little less. Just a little though. Book Two Earth starts with an episode called "The Avatar State," mm-hmm. and it is just the fallout of the siege of the North. Yeah, we're. <laughs> We're UA. Aang. Oh, well, UA's the moon, and Aang yeah. has to sort of deal with co- the consequences of the his action. The consequences of his action, and the fact that Aang kind of killed people. Uh, yeah. In like the spirit form, and he's he has a nightmare of himself in the Avatar state. Yeah. Because he's afraid of how much power, power he has, mm-hmm. and how not in control he is when he well, goes into it. Let's just remind everyone. He's a freaking child. Yeah, he's about 12 now. With all like 13. the power of the world. Yeah, with the most well, the most potential for power yes, of anyone. He's not quite there yet, but he he's yeah, a weapon. <laughs> he's realizing he is a weapon. <laughs> yeah. And so right off the bat the show the creators are like, "Well, we have to sort of explain this a little bit." So yeah. Avatar Roku shows up and is like, "Hey, Aang, guess what? It's time you learned." We're like, "What?" Aang's like, "What?" And then Avatar Roku essentially tells him the Avatar state is a safety device. Mm -hmm. If you're ever close to death or you're super emotional, you go into this. Here's the catch. Aang, if you die in the Avatar state, the Avatar rebirth cycle will stop and you will be the last Avatar. It will never happen again. Oh. All right, deuces, and he rides off Roku's on his dragon. Roku's like, I got a dragon. <laughs> Anyways, I'm dead already. <laughs> I'm hella dead. <laughs> I'll catch you. You're just imagining this. <laughs> anyway, wild. Hey, you high as shit right now. Hey, you've been hitting the doobies. <laughs> Boy, how much did you smoke? <laughs> you know everyone knows you high, right? Oh, no. And then just wakes up. <laughs> oh, poor guy. No, but that, I mean, what great... Writing. So the stakes are immediately in Raised. book two. Just, oh, Lord. Because up until that point, you think he's untouchable. Yeah. You think that he's just, you know, like, oh, look at this lucky kid. He's got all the power. Of course he's going to win. He's mm-hmm. the good guy. Duh. But it's like, oh, damn. If he fucks up during an Avatar moment, uh-huh. he's done. And not yeah. only is he done, the fate of the world is done. Yep. Speaking of being done... The Fire Lord is done with his loser brother and failure of a son being, being out there. His words, not mine. Oh, okay. That was a direct quote, huh? Being out there and messing up. So he sends Azula, mm. Zuko's sister, to go get them. She's super smart and cunning. And she's also ruthless because she early on tells a guy on her ship, Hey, if you don't get this ship moving, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So she sets the tone. Yeah. She goes to Zuko and Iroh and essentially says, Zuko, father realized that family's most important thing to him. He wants you home. Will you please come back? Zuko puts his dunce cap on. He's like, Daddy loves me. <laughs> he forgave me. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, I'm, I shouldn't make fun of that because like the potential of oh, regaining yeah. a, a scorned parent's love back. A very enticing thing. Yeah, but then you feel that way because not only do we know that she's insane. Yeah. But also, Iroh's in the back like, I've never known my brother to be compassionate. No. <laughs> or forgiving. This? Yeah. <laughs> so Iroh tries to convince Zuko this isn't a good idea. She's lying. Zuko gets mad at Iroh. Says like, what do you know? Like, you're weak and all this stuff. And just, Zuko, come on, man. He's laying it on. Iroh realizes 
Zuko's going to go anyways. If I'm going to protect him, I need to go along with it. Ah, uh, yes. So he says, okay, let's go. Zuko's pumped. To wrap this little part up, a stupid guy on a Zula ship says, all right, let's get the prisoners in. Or Zuko says, huh? Huh? Prisoners? Starts fighting. Iroh fucks like seven dudes up immediately. Oh, I thought it was like, you better follow that F word with it up. <laughs> oh, he takes him out because that's Iroh. Oh, he's so strong. And then Azula's like, hi, you're stupid. Why would father ever want a loser like you? Yeah, pretty much. We cut back to Aang. Aang's whole problem here is, God, there's, these episodes are so dense. There's an Earth uh, Nation general who says, if we can just get Aang into the Avatar state, he can go to the Fire Lord right now and end this. Which is not a bad idea. No, but it's kind of like... It's being, premature. As you said, Aang is a weapon of war. It's kind of like, and I hate it because I fucking hate war and I hate weapons and all this shit but it's like having the atom bomb yeah months from completion being like ah it's good enough mm-hmm. let's just go drop it yeah they do all this stuff to try and get ang try to trigger into him. the avatar state it all culminates in this general essentially faking that he kills katara bad idea which sends ang into this frenzy avatar state he almost kills the general but he shows oh it's fake and all that at the end they decide this is not a good idea Sokka knocks the general out. And the episode ends with a very interesting thing that the show does with their main antagonist. It ends with Zuko and Iroh cutting their... Top knots. Top knots off and discarding them into the river. And essentially saying, we're on the run now. Yep. And the show saying, they're not the main enemy anymore. Yeah. Now the antagonists of the first season are having their own antagonists chase after them. I think it's super interesting. Yeah. We love a this. we love a blatant metaphor. <laughs> yeah. They said, We are not Fire Nation anymore. The cave of two lovers. Mm-hmm. We get some lore in this, which is we pretty good. We get fun. some lore. Some we... more world building. Mm-hmm. It's great. The crew needs to get back to Omashu because Aang says Boomy needs to teach me earth bending. Mm-hmm. I know water, let's get earth. But the path there is uh, a bit tricky. Why can't they take Appa? <laughs> well, here's why. The Fire Nation is everywhere. Ah. Uh... And they meet some weirdos, who we'll talk about more in a second, who say we should go through this tunnel. Aang says, no, Appa doesn't really like tunnels. We want to go where Appa's most comfortable. And then it jump cuts to Aang and the crew, everyone on Appa, and everyone's yelling, including Appa, just like, ah, <laughs> as he's fucking dodging a million missiles oh okay okay and then, and then they come back like okay let's go to the okay tunnel. we're gonna go through the tunnel <laughs> yeah. oh that's it's funny. just funny because you get a bit a bit of personality from appa yeah which is weird because like, oh, he's fucking, a bison i'm dying man like, guys i have six legs and all of them are taking hits yeah. right now like it's easy to forget because appa is almost seen as like a vehicle yeah but he has personality oh yeah and i mean this season does a lot for that but i mean appa's the goat mm-hmm. he works so hard for them he is like a nonstop. He took them around the world. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> He's crazy. So Appa gets a break. Yeah, but they have to go through a tunnel. Almost like a secret tunnel. Mm. Because while they're bathing, a couple weirdos roll up on them. A bunch of granola hippies, mm-hmm. nomads, just weirdos. Playing some instruments. These guys are fun. They are colorful. They sing a song called Secret Tunnel. Yes. It's so much fun. Secret tunnel, secret tunnel. <laughs> so Through good. the mountains. Secret tunnel. Anyway, they tell the story, uh, supposedly, of how this 
these tunnels came to be basically like two people from they're both earth kingdoms right two lovers two lovers forbidden from one another <laughs> um in like warring towns fall in love they want to be together they want to be together and they meet they create these secret tunnels in the the mountains that separate their villages and they meet there and they have their love yeah they made in secret in, in the tunnels it's so cute <laughs> it's so good and then they died together right no they didn't die we'll talk about it later oh <gasps> i forgot it's been so long so they go into the tunnel Sokka hates all these hippies because he's just they don't take anything serious no they're very they silly. get separated Sokka has to go with the music people Aang and katara are alone for all you freaking uh katang vanilla people mm-hmm. this is a big episode for you oh yeah they need to find a way out of the tunnel what comes to pass is when the lights go out there's some glowing rocks there's crystals yeah that show the path that the lovers take mm-hmm. so it's not a it's no longer like a, a maze or a labyrinth that they can figure it out now mm-hmm. how do katara and ang figure that out Ooh, because they <laughs> read a story that says and this is where we get to finish. Katara reads it and says, these two lovers want to be together. They were forbidden, um, but they did all this. Unfortunately, the male went off to war and he died. Right. And so the woman never had anyone, I think. I may be getting that wrong. But she went to the other town, was Superman, and showed this great show of power of her earthbending. And then at that point, whoops, I hit the mic. And then at that point, they said, okay, we're done with this war. Mm. and the two lovers names were oma and shu so that's how the city of (laughs) mashu got its name so ang and katara maybe kiss maybe they don't as the lights go out they see the crystals i'm gonna say they didn't you you think not nah ang's too much of a nervous boy and then Sokka gets out because they find out that uh these badger moles badger moles they're like, so cool they like music oh yeah so they play music and the badger moles get them out don't they give them like a ride yeah yeah because they're just boom, ding, ding, boom, 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 ding, ding, boom. katara sees Sokka and he's got a red mark on his forehead <laughs> and katara says what happened to your forehead and then the main oh. guitar guy slides in and he says hey don't say anything, but I think that little bald guy with the arrow on his head is the Avatar. Yeah. Smack. <laughs> and then Sokka just smacks his head, and you can see this man's been dealing with a lot. Oh, good stuff. But again, the comedy is just so on point. Return to Omashu. It's the one that ends with the beautiful moment, Aang returning the baby. Aww. Azula says, I need to move fast. I need a small crew. She goes to Tai Lee, who's in a circus act yeah essentially sabotages her to get her to join her yeah she's not a bender no she's a non-bender but what she does is she can hit uh pressure points right the chi she like chi yeah blocks. She, she chi blocks to make it so benders can't bend temporarily mm-hmm. which is a huge foreshadow for something oh yeah in uh another series yeah that is not that good <laughs> <laughs> But that's how she gets Tylee. Yeah. Who didn't really seem to want to go with No, Azula. she Tylee is a very kind-hearted person. Mm-hmm. And then Azula and Tylee go to Omashu, mm-hmm. which has been overtaken by the Fire Nation. Mai's parents are the ones who have the baby. Mai couldn't give less of a shit about any of this. No, she's like, uh, I have a sister. She says, I'd rather have this baby die. Pretty much. Azula shows up, says, hey, 
And Mai says, finally, something to do. Mm-hmm. So that gets formed. For the Aang story, Aang says, I need to go in and save Boomy. They Boomy. get in, Yeah, they get in there. The army there says that Boomy gave up as soon as the Fire Nation showed up. <laughs> Everyone says, what? What do you mean Boomy immediately surrendered? So Sokka and the crew have to come up with a way to get the people out. They make up a disease called Pentapox. Pentapox. Because Sokka got sucked on by these tiny little cute octopus. They're things. like, yeah, they're like leeches, basically. Yeah, that leave dots. So they put them all over the people and make them act sick. When they say to the Fire Nation soldiers that they have Pentapox, all the Fire Nation soldiers are like, Pentapox? I think I've heard of that. And <laughs> they just sort of, you know, believe it because it sounds real. Mm-hmm. So they send them out. The last main thing here is that Aang goes to Boomy. He tries to break him out. Boomy's in this coffin, cage, cage, yeah, yeah, and not doing anything. Um, Aang goes through this whole ordeal to get Boomy out. And at the end, Boomy says, Aang, I need to say something to you. And he stops him. And not only does Boomy show that he could earthbend just by moving his chin, Mm. which is fucking wild. He's He's powerful, man. He's so strong. But he says, I gave up because... I know the right time to fight and the right time not to. Pretty much saying he made it so his people could live. Yeah. But then he tells Aang, I'm not going to teach you earthbending because you need to find a teacher who waits and listens. Mm. And tells him, when you find that person, then you'll know who needs to teach you. And then he earthbends his way back up to the top of Amashu. Just a wild old man. Just cackling the whole way. (laughs) And Aang's just... So silly. All right. He's like, my friend's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Love he returns it. a baby. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Next episode is The Swamp. I think this one's really cool because it gets to um, kind of explore the limits of bending and how the elements exist within nature and how nature can be bent in a unique way, yeah. which is very fun. It's also kind of a scary episode. It's a very weird one. It's got some elements of horror. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of psychological horror, but there's also kind of a boogeyman in this episode, which is pretty fun. When it comes to the plot, I'm a little more shaky on, but I do know that um, basically we find out like there are are obviously different climates within this world. We kind of get into a bayou situation. Yeah. And um, going down the bayou. Going down by you. Got me some peace saturine. Saturine. Get a little jumbo lyre. Oh, delicious. Anyway, that's enough stereotyping (laughs) of the bayou. But we figure out that there are people that live in this swamp environment and are able to manipulate not only the water, Mm-hmm. But the the water dense plant life yeah, it's in very the swamp, cool. which is so cool. They're like swamp benders. Yeah. This season opens the world up so much more into how can the elements bend, sort of sub elements or other, because mm-hmm. water, fire, earth, air are very general, but yeah. there's so many more specific things that these elements can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The main plot of the swamp, which is sort of paranormal, supernatural. Right, because Aang gets to see a vision. Uh huh. Well, they all do. Yeah. So they're flying over the swamp. Aang says, there's something about this that makes me want to go down. Mm. And Sokka says, no, <laughs> let's just keep going. It again reminds me of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's feeling. It's Luke going into the swamp. Uh-huh. It's true. I didn't even make that connection. 
a fucking like tornado shows up and drags them into the swamp. Yuck. And they get separated. Appa and Momo are being chased by these swamp people who want to eat them up. I mean, can you blame them? They're going to make me a good gumbo here tonight. Oh, air bison. So they're doing that princess and the frog situation. Yeah. (laughs) And Katara sees her mother, of course. Because it's all about mommy. Because my mom died. Sokka, what are you sad about? Your mom's still alive. Oh my God. What does Sokka see? Sokka sees Yue. Aww. (laughs) When they all come together, Aang, Sokka, and Katara, Katara and Sokka say, We saw these people that we know. But Aang says, The person that I saw, I've never met. Right. But he sees this. Small girl in a white dress running around right. and sort of giggling and always being oh, out of remembered. reach. I just remembered. Yeah. I was like, there's a flying pig spirit too. Uh-huh. And I was like, why is there a flying pig? And then I remembered. Right. Okay. So Aang says, I don't know why this is. But as Kayla said, we meet these people who can bend water and the water within plants. Mm-hmm. There's this guy who surrounds himself in swamp plants. Makes himself super strong. To be like a boogeyman, but... It all leads up to this big tree in the center of the swamp. Mm, so cool. And this guy who is very connected to the earth, obviously, and gets that idea that there's something more happening. Yeah. There's something bigger happening. Underneath the surface. Especially with all the different people in the world. Mm. So it all ends good. Appa and Momo don't get eaten. Hooray! What I think is a really cool part at the end is Aang says, oh, were you the one who sent the tornado to bring us down here? And the guy says... Oh, no, I didn't do anything. I don't know anything about a tornado. So then it's sort of like, what the fuck? Mm. Did the world, did the, the spirits summon mm. them to the swamp? So it's kind of supernatural, which I could, like. Could have been the energy of the people he lost. Could have yeah. been airbenders pointing mm-hmm. him in the right direction. Ooh, could have been. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look That's at that. nice. That is nice. Nice to think that Monkey Yatsu may have like reached his hand out from... Yeah, somewhere true. to pull him in the right direction. And I also just had a brain blast. Brain blast. We haven't had an update. Another Nickelodeon reference. <laughs> <laughs> Foot fetish. But I had a brain blast. We haven't cut off with Zuko and Aru in a minute. No. What they've done thus far is become less Un- attractive. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> Uncle Iroh drank some tea from a poisonous plant. You dumbass. They had to go to Omashu. So they go there, they get help by these kind people who cure Iroh's illness, invite them over for food. Mm-hmm. They sort of inquire on Zuko and Iroh, what's going on with they them. They said, we're going to D&D this shit and they make up said, a backstory. Charisma <laughs> rolls out the wazoo, yeah. lie about our past. Yeah, we were burned by the Fire Nation, which is true. That is not a lie. And by the end, we sort of start to see how Iroh is starting to lead Zuko Mm -hmm. in the path that he wants him. Yeah. But Zuko's a little resistant because these people were so kind to them, fed them, and then Zuko says, hey, come here. And he's stealing, like, an ostrich horse, whatever Yeah, I don't know what they're called, but it's, like, the equivalent of a horse. Mm -hmm. And Iroh says, these people were kind to us. You're stealing from them. Zuko says, yeah, they're about to be even more kind. And it's pretty sad because as they ride away and Iroh just puts his head down and agrees, the like young lady who helped them sees them steal yeah. the horse and she's just disappointed. So we start to see how Zuko, you know, he's hurting the people around him and Iroh doesn't want him to do that anymore. No, very sad. Here's an episode you love. Mm-hmm. Avatar Day. Yay. A very basic plot, so I'm going to hit it. 
in Avatar Day, they go to a town that hates the Avatar. <laughs> Aang's like, this is new to me. He's like, um, I thought everybody liked me. Mm-hmm, but Aang, being the good guy that he is, says, I'm going to clear the Avatar's name. Gets thrown in jail and has essentially to trial. <laughs> has to face trial. And essentially, the episode is Sokka and Katara investigating. Sokka mm-hmm. puts on the whole getup mm-hmm. and a hat and a water pipe. Oh, ho, ho, ho. And they have to investigate did Avatar Kiyoshi mm-hmm. murder Chang the Great? So tell us about Kiyoshi. Kiyoshi is a mommy. Mm-hmm. And I love her. Well, and she a she's, bad she's a woman. Badass. I love her. She's so tall. Yes. So strong, so beautiful. I just wanted to hold, hold me in her arms like a little baby. <laughs> She's great. She got big old feet, mm-hmm. and there's a footprint involved in the investigation mm, that is step the, on me, me. mommy. Her foot <laughs> is so. Apparently, they say like she had the biggest foot out of all the avatars, mm-hmm. which is it's ugh. a point of pride for uh, Kiyoshi Island. Love it. And they go back there temporarily. Yeah. And it's great because we get to see her and all of her power and might in like a flashback. She was so strong. So strong. And so intimidating. Yeah. It's such an awesome moment because, well, for one, Aang's having so much fun in jail. (laughs) (laughs) What a sentence. (laughs) He's in a, what's it called? The stocks? Yeah, yeah, he's in a stock, but he can just take his head and Yeah, he totally, out. like, he's, he's just doing it for sure. He's willfully in jail because Sokka says, you can just get out of here. Aang says, yes, but that's not the point. But the point is, I am following their rules. Yeah, he's talking to all these prisoners and all of them. It's the classic trope of they're all very emotional and they're giving him, like, advice on what to do with Katara. <laughs> and one of, he's like, going the, to therapy with the gang. Yeah, one of the biggest and meanest of the bunch is saying, like, you got to tell her your true feelings. Adorable. It's an awesome moment. Sokka and Katara go to Kiyoshi Island. They find that Kiyoshi could not have done it, but this city, this town doesn't give a shit about facts. No. Oh, yo. Foreshadow. Mm-hmm. America 2022. They essentially yep. say, we decide whether you're guilty or not. Last ditch effort, they put all of Kiyoshi's gear on Aang. See if they can summon Kiyoshi's spirit. Doesn't seem to work until tornado fucking hits and the clouds come in and everything darkens and kiyoshi's standing there and then she says i killed chang the conqueror and it's just like what yo the avatar killed someone yeah and like you said it immediately sets a tone that kiyoshi ain't ang oh no she's (laughs) her own boss like she uh she's, she's cold she gets the job done no matter what yeah and she, it's never like a malicious intent. No, she, she is defending the innocent yeah. with everything she has. She's doing the Avatar's job in her own way, mm-hmm. which is so cool. We this get was to like see. her own personal, like, I'm killing Hitler yeah. moment. Yeah, because the yeah. town remembers Chang the Great as this great leader, but Kyoshi says Chang the Conqueror. Essentially, Chang was expanding, taking over lands, and he was going to take over the land that became kiyoshi island Mm. how did that happen kiyoshi in all her avatar might fucking splits the earth and air bends and water bends i guess the island away from the mainland and she says she moved it to protect her people and save everyone from chang and chang he does sort of die in an accident kind of it was his fault. But he was standing strong in his ground, and the part that he was standing on fell when the land was moving. Yeah. So she did kill him, 
But she says, I did it to protect my people. I don't have any regret on it. And then... And then right back down to Aang. And Aang's like, "Uh uh-oh. He's like, (laughs) huh, I guess I did do that. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. So the Fire Nation shows up trying to get the Avatar, but the Avatar protects them all and gets Fire Nation out of there. They decide to pardon Aang for saving them. And then they decide to have a little party anyway. But instead of disgracing the Avatar, they're celebrating him and they eat raw dough shaped like the Avatar to celebrate the day that he was not boiled in oil. That's silly. They're just eating raw dough. Ugh, doesn't sound good. The next episode is so good. We complete Team Avatar! The Blind Bandit. Who is it? In this episode, we get professional wrestling... Oh my gosh. In the Avatar universe. Mm-hmm. It's so good. They get to a city. Aang finds a dud of a teacher who's just in it for the money. They go to Earth Rumble 9 or something. Love it. It's pretty much professional wrestling, yeah. but with Earth bending. They have larger-than-life uh, wrestling characters. Mm-hmm. They have faces. They have heels because there's a guy whose whole gimmick is that he's a Fire Nation soldier. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, down with the Earth Kingdom and all that. Everyone's fucking, bow! Uh, it sucks! Sok- Sokka? Sokka gets totally it. into it. He's just like, dude, this guy sucks! Throwing popcorn and mm. all that. And it seems like there's one guy whose name is The Boulder. The Boulder. <laughs> so good. Which, fun fact, the creators of Avatar wanted Dwayne The Rock Johnson mm-hmm. to voice The Boulder. Because it's The Rock. You guys get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? How good that would have been? Oh. But I think for one reason or another, The Rock didn't do it. However, a person who tag teamed with The Rock, who was a longtime rival of The Rock as well, good guy by the name of Mick Foley. Good old Mick. Decided I'll do it. And he pretty much kind of puts on this professional wrestling voice. Mm. And he becomes The Boulder. It's so good. The boulder is conflicted about fighting a little girl. (laughs) (laughs) The boulder is no longer conflicted. Yep, hilarious. It culminates, the wrestling culminates in the boulder taking on the blind bandit. Who's a tiny little girl. Mm -hmm. Who's blind. Literally blind. Aang says, what is going on here? But the blind bandit defeats the boulder... With super easy about two moves, mm-hmm. and Aang can't help but tell that she just stands there and waits for someone to move and then counter reacts. Mm. Kind of a lot like what Boomy said to wait for. Oh, interesting. Anyways, he disgraces her by accident. <laughs> she loses her belt and all that money. Mm-hmm. She escapes, but they find out that Toph was the blind bandit. And she is part of this royal family. The Bayfongs. Yeah, the Bayfong family who has a flying pig as their like crest. Yeah, their family crest. So they go there. Aang uses his clout as the avatar to have dinner with them. The whole time he's egging Toph on. Pretty much Toph says, I can't teach you because I can't leave. Also, her parents don't know that she's been doing... Oh yeah, basically illegal professional wrestling on the side, sneaking right. out of her house because they treat her like she's completely incapable of doing anything by herself because she's blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aang and the the gang they sort of tell the parents, "Your daughter's very strong, but 
the father says, no, she's not. She's small and she's weak and we need to protect her and all that. Mm. It's very sad. Yeah, they kind of hide her from the world. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. In the swamp, though, we see that, oh, this was the girl that he saw. Mm-hmm. Gotta be. Gotta work out. The wrestlers are mad that they think there was collusion. Yeah. So they confront Toph. Toph takes all of them out by herself. Her father sees this. The teacher that her father had for Toph says she's like the strongest Earthbender I've ever seen. Somehow her dad sees us and says we need to protect her even more. Because mm-hmm. he's an idiot, yes. I guess. But Toph runs away mm-hmm. and says, I'll join you. Let's get out of here. If anything, just to get away from my family. Right. She's tired of feeling imprisoned. Mm-hmm. It's time to flap those little piggy wings and get on out. Time to take off and the father sends two guys to catch her. Yeah. And bring her back. Ableism. Oh, dear. It, it's crazy how this show confronts this and shows just how... Stupid it is? And just how, from what I could tell from watching things, listening to things, a lot of people with disabilities don't hate their disability no and in a lot of ways embrace it and say this makes me who i am and this makes me stronger in a lot of ways and they don't feel that people should pity them or feel like oh this person's imperfect Mm -hmm. and all that and i think that this show does amazing in that aspect because obviously it's fantasy yeah she's able to which we haven't even explained but Toph is able to see by sensing the vibrations of the earth Mm -hmm. with her feet. Similar to a snake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's how she's blind. Yes. She She cannot literally see with her eyes. Yeah, she's 100% blind. Which is why she's always barefoot. Mm -hmm. She hates wearing shoes because then she can't see. But the show, in doing that, makes it so she's so strong because of her disability. Yes. Versus her disability just being the end for her, like her father seems to think it is. Mm-hmm. Like she can't do anything. And I think it's really cool that they took that and made her one of the strongest characters in the show. She's bonkers strong. It's It subverts your expectations because you think, one, she's a young little girl. Yeah. Two, she's blind. <laughs> Three, she comes from like a really protective prim and proper family mm-hmm. like of course this girl has no street cred she's been protected her whole life and then she says fuck you to all that right i'm the strongest one here and i don't need to prove it to anybody i just know i am yeah and then she just does work the entire series yeah. from this point on she Great. takes people out mm-hmm. she often says she's the strongest earthbender ever so she knows it. She confident queen. Mm-hmm. She's got a strong personality. She doesn't take anything, you know. She tells it like it is. Mm. She's very fun. Got a little bit of a little bit of a crush on Sokka. I know. That brings it's... us to another ship. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The fucking uh Taka. Taka, yeah. Yeah. Which I like. I think they would be a fun couple. I think it's cute. I think it happened. You would think it's so. Another yeah. foreshadow thing. Yeah. But I think it happened. This next one is probably one of your favorite episodes this season. It is one of my favorite episodes because it's like a Western. Yeehaw. So that's awesome. Zuko and I will update. Zuko has returned to being the blue spirit. He's stealing food and money from people. Iroh is looking at him and saying, where did you get this? What's happening with all this? Why did Zuko do this? Because Iroh was begging for money Mm. on the street and 
Zuko doesn't like this. You know, he's a prince. It's a pride thing. Mm -hmm. Iroh says, you know, there's nothing wrong with just asking for help. There's nothing wrong with doing this. But a guy comes by and is super mean to Iroh. Yeah. Makes him dance for money. money, And Zuko fucking hates it. So he robs that guy, Mm -hmm. which kind of down for. Zuko says, I've done some thinking about what you said, uncle. And I've decided that we have nothing to gain by traveling together anymore. And Iroh's obviously sad, but Zuko goes off alone. That's so hurtful. So in this episode, called Zuko Alone... Wait, is Zuko alone? It's an all-Zuko episode. Hell yeah! Which is fucking sick. We don't see anyone else of the main cast. It's just Zuko traveling. Opens with him seeing a family who he thinks he's going to rob. But then he sees that the woman is pregnant. And he decides, okay, not going to do this. I have some moral limits. Zuko, a good guy. He goes to this Earth Kingdom town, obviously, because they're in the Earth Kingdom. And he finds that the town is is set upon by Earth Kingdom soldiers. Yeah. Who are sort of of holding... Debt collectors, Yeah, they're holding the town hostage by debt collecting and Taxes. They're taxing them out at the wazoo, right? Yeah, just being shitty. They talk to one family that Zuko comes to help and says, you know, oh, we know that your son is in the army. We heard that... He was being essentially thrown into the front lines to die. You know, doesn't that suck? And just like, what the fuck Why is wrong are you with these like people? This? Yeah. Yeah. But Zuko comes in. He helps his family. Um, he, he like fix their roof. Yeah, he like helps fix their roof and bonds with them. They have a, a son, son. Mm-hmm. who seems to really like Zuko. He and, likes knives. Yeah. A little troublemaker, but Zuko kind of likes that. He's like, oh, okay, this kid's got a little bit of. Yeah. A little bit of street cred. And they can sort of see that Zuko is strong. He, like, stands up for the people. It all comes to a head where the family is essentially going to be attacked by these Earth Kingdom soldiers. Mm -hmm. So Zuko steps in. And the whole time Zuko's having flashbacks of his family and the dynamics and how his father treated him and how his mother was so much nicer to him and cared for him and was compassionate and all that. And this whole time he's repressing his desire to firebend. Yeah. Because he's trying time, to stay hidden. Yeah. but the, And that's in the whole season. Yeah. But it's also him repressing who he is. Because he always says, you know, we ran away from the Fire Nation. He's general about it. He's truthful, but never saying exactly what it is. Yeah. So he fights this Earth Kingdom guy who's sort of overwhelming him. I mean, Zuko's holding his own. But Zuko makes the decision to firebend. To yeah. show off his power, and he says, I am Zuko, Prince of the Fire Nation. And I think he says, like, proud Prince of the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not just him showing that he's stronger because of firebending. Yeah. It's sort of like he's finally embraced that he is who he is. He is the prince. And no matter what his father did to him or whatever his bad side of his family has done to him, they're not going to change who he is. And yeah. he's going to embrace the fact that he is deserving of his life yes and he can help people mm-hmm. because he decided to yeah so he drives them off which is fucking sick it's scary because it's a it's a powerful moment mm-hmm. it's like yeah zuko do it but the sort of sad part for zuko is because of the fire nation and i don't want to say his people but his the, affiliation yeah his affiliation and the sins of the fire nation by waging waging this war he goes and helps the kid, and he says, hey, before he says anything, the kid says, 
I don't want anything with you. Yeah. The mom says stay away from him. And Zuko just bends down and he gives the knife. It's like a ceremonial knife. Yeah. I can't remember I think, where it's from. Didn't the kid try to take it off of Zuko? Yeah, but it's like important to Zuko. Yeah. I can't remember why. I think that maybe his father gave it to him. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. But he says, I want you to have this so you can protect yourself and protect your family. And the kid says, no, I hate you. And then they walk away. And then Zuko just rides off out of town by himself. but On a horse. Yeah. Not but... a horse. The ostrich thing. <laughs> yeah. So even though that's sad, Zuko takes it well. And it's just sort of Zuko understanding that he is the prince of the Fire Nation. Yep. He has to take the good with the bad. But he has to be who he is. So good. Yeah, it's fucking sick. It's great. I really like from this point on. His arc just takes off. Because, I mean, we start to see that Zuko's not a bad guy. No, he's definitely got a moral code. And we and we started to see it in the first season. Mm-hmm. But book two is just so much of Zuko doesn't want to be like his father. No. He never wanted to be. In the flashbacks, we see that he's such a nice kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, Azula is always super mean and rough with everything. And Zuko, like, tells her to stop. And his mom loves him so much and loves that he's nice and kind. It's just, you know, Zuko needs to listen to his uncle and listen to his past and realize I can change who I am. Mm -hmm. As I've often said in the past, but never on the podcast, I think because of anime, anime does so much more building with antagonists. Yes. I've seen so many more stories told where by the end of it, you're like, God, I fucking love the antagonists yeah. too they're so mm-hmm. cool just goes to show you don't know everybody's story mm-hmm. until you get to know their story and you're like oh this is why they are the way they are it's so freaking good the next episode not too much happens. azula and her crew are chasing the gang mm-hmm. so much so relentlessly in this like tank essentially right that they can't get any sleep so tensions are high Definitely. everyone nobody <laughs> nobody is in a good mood no everyone's kind of at their worst right now because they're so stressed yeah katara's being really mean to Toph. yeah which is fucking annoying i mean you can go on record and say i don't really like katara that much yeah katara just any chance she gets she has to say something about Toph. yeah Toph says i've had enough i'm out of here fucking dips yeah not to mention like Toph is doing this as like a favor to them mm-hmm. just yeah. being there yeah she said I was, i'm here to train the avatar like why are you being like this the really cool part in this episode is that Toph runs into uncle iroh oh yeah and they share a cup of tea so cute yeah it's just so nice because they talk and Toph says i get the sense that you're like a nice man and all this and Toph explains her situation and iroh says you know you remind me a lot of my nephew mm-hmm. strong-willed you're hard-headed but you're very nice. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, what's wrong with your nephew? He says, I fear that he's lost his way. But I'm trying to <laughs> but I'm trying uh, to make it better. My heart. Yeah, and says that like we're separated. And it's one of Iroh's cool quotes. But he says, you know, there's nothing wrong with letting people who love you help you. Mm-hmm. Iroh, why are you dropping this on us? Truth. Truth. At the end, the only thing that happens is... Everyone culminates in this, like, ghost town to uh, capture Azula. So we see the gang and Zuko and Iroh surrounding Azula. And she 
which we haven't even really talked about no. on the podcast. But Azula fucking shoots lightning from her fingers and hits Iroh in the shoulder. And he goes down. And Zuko's like, no! And he grabs him. And the gang says... Azula dips. The gang yeah, says... Yeah, because Azula, she's slippery fish. Yeah. She's not staying anywhere fast. Mm-hmm. No, she's going to be gone before you know it. Right. Gang is there and says, let us help. And Zuko says, leave! And he throws, like, fire mm-hmm. out. They dip. Zuko's obviously upset that his uncle's hurt. Yeah. And from there, we go to the next episode, which I fucking love. It's called Bitter Work. Bitter what? It's just... Had to say it with the British accent. Yeah. It's Aang training with Toph to Earthbend. Mm-hmm. The whole thing that motivates Aang to stand up to Toph and be strong is that Sokka is in danger. Yeah. He gets trapped in a hole and is talking to like this little... Uh, moose? Moose thing. It's so cute. He's a little baby, right? He calls right? it Flu Flu Cuddly Poofs. Adorable. Like yeah, it's a little baby. But Mama shows up and almost kills Sokka. <laughs> So Aang gets mad at Toph for not helping, but she says, now you can stand up and be an earthbender and Aang earthbends. Yeah, it's great. The whole thing is that earth is the opposite of air. Yeah. Air is flighty, earth is... Grounded, grounded. literally. Uh-huh, perfect. <laughs> what I think is most important is the Zuko Iroh. Zuko says, I know how you feel about Azula. I shouldn't want to take her out. I should be compassionate. Iroh says, no, she's crazy and she needs to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Even Iroh has enemies. Yeah. And that's his niece. <laughs> right. So we need to start training mm-hmm. again. Fucking sick. Yeah, because we get, we get fucking lightning bending, guys. Yeah, so like, we, Azula can bend lightning. Yeah, we reveal that firebenders who are strong enough mm-hmm. can generate lightning with their fingertips and like shoot lightning. That which is, is so scary. Pretty fucking cool. Iroh can do it. And he tries to teach Zuko to do it, but he can't. Yeah. Every time he does it, it just sort of backfires on him. Not Zuko, to mention it's extremely dangerous. Yeah, Zuko's sad about it, but Iroh says, I know, I'll teach you something that not even Azula knows. And Zuko lights up. He's like, oh my god, I can be better than my sister. Yeah. So Iroh says, it. and it's super cool because it's a scene where Iroh draws the four elements on the ground and says like... We get the symbols, we get the, yeah, the merch like, side of this, this series. He breaks it down. Yeah, he breaks in the nations and says, like, air is one way, water is this way, earth is this way, and fire is this way. But all of these come together in the Avatar. He's like the embodiment of all of them. But we can learn from all the nations Mm -hmm. because that's what makes us, like, well-rounded. Yes. And he says, this technique I learned from studying the water tribe. And he teaches Zuko that... You can redirect lightning in your body and shoot it out. So that mm-hmm. way, if someone shoots lightning at you, it won't kill you. Yeah, because it's super strong. Yeah, it's fucking cool because we saw this in the storm, mm-hmm. which I completely forgot about. But Iroh takes the lightning from the sky and shoots it out. So cool. Because they would have been struck by lightning in the Yeah, they would have gone. So dead. all the way back then, they were planting the seeds. Mm-hmm. What a show. Love it. But you have to, he, like, ground yourself. Yeah, you ground yourself and you take it through your arms, through your stomach. Yeah, and, and out then the out other your other arm. Never take it through the heart. You will die. Zuko says, dope. Shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are Put you... Put the bullet at my head. Yeah, are you crazy? I'm not going to shoot you. Mm-hmm. Zuko says, fine. I'll do it myself. And in a scene that I fucking love, because it's just like Dragon Ball Z <laughs> with Vegeta... Vegeta. Another anime that's just pivotal in my life. 
Zuko goes and he like climbs mountains and he finds like a rainstorm and it's just lightning and all that stuff. And he's just yelling at the sky and he says, come on, hit me, shoot me, give me your best shot. You've never held back on me. Just like, I've never had anything nice happen to me. Yeah, you know, might you, as well just you've do always, me You've always fucking torn me down and all that. And he's just looking up in the sky and nothing happens. And then he just closes his eye and you can see a tear come out. Mm-hmm. And he just like yells. And then the episode just fucking ends. Mm-hmm. With just like sadness. And it's just like, it's like, oh, what the fuck? You're like, I wanted to see him. Yeah, because it's just, again, then... Zuko just not getting what he wants. But also saying, I can take it. Yeah. I know I can. Because he, he's taken it this far. What's a little lightning but compared now, to but now that he years feels... of trauma? Oh, it's so good. Uh, Can I Dragon Ball Z real quick? I don't know anything about it, so this is going to be lost on me. But The short of it is Vegeta is always second fiddle to Goku. Mm. And that he was the Prince of Saiyans. But now that Goku's here, Goku's the protagonist. He's always stronger than Vegeta. Gotcha. Goku was the first one to go Super Saiyan. Mm. Vegeta is training to go Super Saiyan. And he goes to like a ridiculous planet that's just super dangerous. And because the way you go Super Saiyan is to like take a bunch of damage and like just will yourself to be stronger. And he's just just like Zuko. He's like in this asteroid belt, I think, dodging asteroids on the verge of death. And he's just come on. Like, I need to be stronger. I need to do this. Like, he can do it. Why can't I do it? And he also looks up and just starts crying. It's just like, oh, my God, Vegeta. No. (laughs) So for me, it was just like, again, Zuko, just the yeah. the want. Well, and it makes you wonder, like, and we've, a lot of this episode has been drawing parallels to other forms of media. Yeah. And it's like, it's so cool to, like, potentially see the influence, because I guarantee, like, the guys making this show oh, probably, watched yeah. Dragon Ball Z and had, you know, deep connection to it growing yeah. up. Oh, it's such a, such a strong, pivotal scene in my life. Mm-hmm. And this one is, too. These characters, they just feel so much like they want so much more. Mm -hmm. And I can equate to that. So obviously it fucking hits home. Oh, yeah. That's why we fucking love this stuff. Love it. Kind of pivoting from that, like, strength aspect, we get to see Toph weak in this next episode, which is the library. Yeah, we can sort of do both of these together. Yeah, we can. The library and the desert. The library and the desert, because they take place in the same spot yeah they're like one after another (laughs) yeah they're in the sand dunes essentially and the really rough thing for toth here is she can't see in sand yeah um because there's no i mean the vibrations exist but they're distributed through the very sifty yeah they're she can feel very large movements but overall she's pretty much truly blind yeah she can obviously still bend, mm-hmm. um, which is cool because we meet sandbenders. We meet sandbenders, similar to like what happened in the swamp. We get these micro bursts of different kind of bending. So um, cool! Just so the cool. variation in people. Like we learn from learning from other cultures. Yeah. Because if we learn from the same culture, we get rigid and stale. Mm-hmm. Yes, embrace everything. Mm-hmm. Talk to people. Yeah, but Toph is obviously frustrated during both the library and the desert, but she is so strong despite being at a disadvantage in oh, this. Oh, yeah. So basically, in the library, they are trying to find... What are they finding? They're trying to find information on the Fire Nation. Right, so they know how to take them down. Yeah. Um, And they have heard about this library, which is the same library that General Zhao would, went to, to to find out information about 
the the moon spirit. Yeah. This is a hidden library underneath the sands and it's buried in the only part of the library you can see is the steeple, mm-hmm. which is barely visible. It's probably yeah. like, I don't know, maybe eight stories tall. It's it's a tall tower, but the the library underneath is so much more vast and grand. But basically what happens is most of Team Avatar goes in. Except for Toph and Except for Appa. Toph and Appa. Because they can't fit. Well, can't, Appa can't Appa fit. cannot fit. And Toph <laughs> has to do something really important, which is make sure that Appa is safe and also make sure that Team Avatar doesn't get sucked under the sand. Mm-hmm. Because Toph is essentially bending the library above the surface of the sand and keeping it in place. Yeah, it's super cool. She like turns sand around her feet into yeah, anchors solid. herself. And then shoves her fucking like fists, fists into the building and yeah. just holds, holds it. it insane she's so cool um but we we also get like one of my favorite spirits in the library uh-huh. which is washi tong and he is a giant owl yeah. and like what a perfect image to represent wisdom yeah he's um, super cool so cool he's huge he's a really really big owl and he is essentially like the master of knowledge knowledge in this library he decides who is allowed in what knowledge is allowed to pass back and forth not only between humans but between spirits Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful environment yeah people have gone mad in this library trying to learn as much as possible obviously ang is there for the intent to do harm essentially mostly sokka yeah, Sokka is very vengeful. When they get there, Washington's like, the last time a human came here, they were looking for how to kill others, essentially. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a Fire Nation soldier, mm-hmm. which we know is General Zhao. Yes. Which is so cool. And then he tells them, pretty much, if I don't like what you're doing, I'm going to take you out. Yeah, you're, you're gone. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they enter into this amazing room that has like a projection. It's kind of like an almanac. It shows when yeah. eclipses and major astronomical events occur. And basically, they figure out the exact time and day that the eclipse is going to happen. There's going to be a solar eclipse. Yeah, the day of Black Sun. The day of Black Sun. It where... was the last day of a major defeat for the Fire Nation. Yeah. So it's coming back. If they're going to strike, they have to strike then because that is when the Fire Nation is going to be at their weakest. Yep. And now they have weaponized knowledge. They know that they can do it on this day. And it's their best chance of being successful against the Fire Nation. So now they have to get out because Washington's pissed. Because he's like, I told you not to fucking do search this. for knowledge to just kill other people. Mm-hmm. He's trying to kill them. Also super scary. Because yeah. he can like stretch his neck in like weird ways. Yeah, he's he's animated. Very creepy. Yeah. They dip. The sad part is, as Toph is... Holding this up, she senses, like, hey, who's mm-hmm. there? And she tries to defend what she hears is Appa being captured. Yeah, they're, they're abducting but Appa. She, when she takes her hands off the building, it immediately starts falling. Yeah. So she only throws, like, a few, Hits, like, blows, throws, whatever. but then immediately grabs it, and she just says sorry to Appa. I'm sorry, Appa. And, and he just gets taken away. Yeah, he gets taken because some sandbenders were like, oh. Look at that thing. Like, I haven't seen a sky bison. Mm-hmm. When Aang and the gang gets out, Aang is like, where's Appa? And Toph just shakes her head and can't even say what happened. Mm-hmm. Next episode the is desert. the desert. 
Katara is great <laughs> in it. Cactus juice. <laughs> we get cactus juice this episode. Yeah, cactus juice was just so good. Katara's great in it because she is strong. Yes. And she's trying to keep the crew together and not die. Mm. And Aang, I feel, is just a fucking jerk in it. Yeah, he's... I Aang has really hit his limit on what he can handle. Essentially... His and, brother was yeah, just taken and, and from him. And I get him. it because it's, you know, it's Appa. He was there with him his whole life. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, we get flashbacks of Aang meeting Appa for the first time. He's a baby and bison. Gi- giving him an apple. and So cute. The whole air nomad thing is that air nomads and their bison are bonded for life. Mm-hmm. So I get it. For me, it's always super annoying that Aang immediately goes to Toph and says, you never liked Appa. You did this on purpose. I'm like, mm-hmm. why the fuck would she do this? Yeah, She's why, obviously, not only, for not one, only is Appa a ride, yeah. but he's like a gentle giant. Yeah. And, and also, Toph is obviously upset. Yeah. Like, she couldn't even say what happened. And then Aang is just like, you fucking suck, Toph. Katara, you suck. He doesn't say anything to Sokka because Sokka's tripping balls on cactus, on cactus juice. Cactus juice. Don't drink cactus juice, guys. Yeah, it will Aang... not quench you. It'll make you loopy. Oh, it'll quench you. <laughs> it's the quenchiest. <laughs> <laughs> and then Aang just leaves them. Yeah. He runs off and like just yells and is upset and all that. And whenever he comes back and Katara's like trying to be positive and all that, and yells at her and says like. You know, I'm I'm over here like flying around and doing all this and trying to find Appa. What are you doing? And Katara just like looks down and says, "I'm trying to keep us together." And you're such a fucking jerk right now. He's also a kid. Yeah, but also you've grown like a, a little bit. <laughs> and these are your friends. Like, why are you being so mean to them? I don't know. I I kind of I kind of get it because I know when I lose shit. I mean, I, I do when I don't, but it's also frustrated. like, yeah, but I, I don't think that's ever an excuse to like be personally oh, attacking no. your friends and family. No, you're right. Because to me, that's not excusable. No. And then Aang does something that like is never really brought up again. It sort of is. Momo is taken by these giant wasp. Ew, yeah. Oh, I forgot bugs, about those things. And Aang kills one of them to save Momo. Yeah. Well, not even to save Momo, because he gets Momo back. And then and he then kills, the like, a few of them, The right? one that's flying away that had Momo, he sees it and fucking, like, air slices it, and it dies. Yeah. It's a crazy episode because we see Aang be so much of what he's not. Which is an angry, vengeful person. Yeah. Yeah. Aang pops off. We and, get to see and, his dark side. And as I said, for good reason. Yeah. You know, we've seen him be afraid of his power before. I don't think it's an excuse to treat your friends or family... Like, absolute shit. Yeah. So, yeah, they get out of there. They meet Suki again. Sokka's just super pumped. Mm. I mean, I was pumped, too. I was like, oh, my God. That's Suki. Good Lord. Another bit of continuation. They see a family, a pregnant lady, who's trying to get to Bossing Say, which Mm. we haven't even said thus far, but it's the other, it's the biggest Earth Kingdom city. Yeah. They're trying to get there. Immigration says, uh, uh, uh. So Aang and the gang and Suki volunteer to take them across the Serpent's Pass. Scary. Which is very dangerous. They make it, though. Yay. It's a fun, uh, Toph, Sokka, Suki moment. Doesn't Toph, like, almost drown or something? Yeah, Toph falls in water. <laughs> very, very bad for Toph, obviously. Obviously, she cannot see in the water, and really, at all. And cannot swim. <laughs> 
Um, so that's a problem. But she falls in the water and she's like, ha, ha, ha. And then she gets, <laughs> she gets held. And she's like, oh, Sokka, I knew you'd save me. Thanks. And, and she then gives a little... like kisses, kisses the person on the cheek. She's like, oh, thanks, Toph. And it was Suki. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Toph says, you could just let me go now. You could just let me drown. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. but it was so funny it's just funny we get these you see like Toph has got a bit of a crush on yeah. Sokka you saved me you saved me and then Suki's like uh thanks hey yo <laughs> my man could we ship Suki and Toph of course I love that there's a lot of honestly, ships honestly that's which, a great I was thinking pairing. of the other day there's a lot more ships like uh Sokka and Zuko yes you know? yes mm-hmm yeah, I, I would like Suki and Toph together, honestly, because they're both, like, so stubborn. Strong. It would be very interesting to see uh-huh. them together. That's funny. Yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. But, and Toph has obviously got, like, a fuzzy side that she hides mm-hmm. and represses. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, why is it called the Serpent's Pass? Because there's a giant serpent that they have to get around. So scary. Around. The thing is freaky. Yeah. It's got big old eyes. Mm-hmm. It's a close one. But they make, they it, make it. And right after, this pregnant lady is having this baby. Oh, yeah. Toph makes a tent. Mm-hmm. They said, nobody look at her vagina. <laughs> Katara helped Graham Graham oh, deliver yeah. babies in the mm-hmm. past. Obviously, the whole time, Aang is still sour about losing Alpha. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason they had to walk and do all this, yeah. too. But when the baby is born, he sees the baby, and he's reminded why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. He looks at the baby and says, through doing all this, you've all reminded me why i'm doing this you've all given me hope Mm -hmm. and then they named the baby hope (laughs) (laughs) which is sweet and they finally also how cool would that be to like grow up and have your parents be able to tell the story of how the avatar brought you into this world Mm -hmm. that's crazy and that you helped the avatar's heart Mm -hmm. oh wow so the next portion here is pretty much the ending. All these episodes take place within Bossing Say. Yeah. And we're going to kind of just talk about all these together. Yeah. Just keep in mind that this all takes place within this giant city. Yeah. And we mean giant. like. Oh, it's giant. It's got a caste system. It's got a caste system. It's got insane transit. It's mm-hmm. got walls and walls and oh, walls yeah. and walls and you're, walls. You're welcome, Attack on Titan. Honestly. Here's <laughs> your city. It's weird how... Attack on Titan took this. Yeah, seemingly. I mean, it's pretty much a direct thing. Banger, though. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Good so, for you, Attack on Titan. You chose a good thing to pull from. Mm-hmm. Because I want to get to Tales of Bossing Say as soon so, as we so can. So desperately, yeah. I'll just say this. When they get to Bossing Say, they have to stop Azula and her crew mm-hmm. from drilling into the fucking wall. Yeah, with a giant drill. They stop it by being smart, by attacking it from within, and from water bending and earth bending coming together. They put together. mud in it, right? Yeah. yeah. To like plug it up and <laughs> plug it up. Uh, constipation. That's Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. With the drill too, in that situation. <laughs> they do that when they get to Bossing Say. They realize this place is fucking weird. Yeah, things are not real. Why does this. it seem like no one knows that there's a war? Nobody knows that the Fire Kingdom is coming trying to drill in yeah that's because there's a massive political cover-up and there is no war in bossing Ba-Sing say so that is something we'll get to but the tales of bossing say mm-hmm. this is when the show and it's already it, offici- it officially has a two-hand hold on 
Eddie's heart. Yes. Um. <laughs> Not only that, but it just, I think it transcends into so much more. Mm-hmm. And we've had the storm. We've had Zuko alone. We've bitter had work. Bitter work. These great, amazing episodes. But Tales of Bossing say, and any other series would be filler. Yes. Because at face value, everything that happens is filler. Because mm-hmm. what is filler by definition? It is just putting characters in situations that don't normally happen. And they and don't you, have a consequence. And they don't really have a consequence. It's just sort of seeing their everyday lives. Yeah. It's almost like slice of life anime, but in the middle of an action series. Mm-hmm. But Tales of Bossing say it does so much to take a break. Mm-hmm. Because, because there's so there's been so much intensity yeah. leading up to this. It's like we need to collect ourselves. We need to remember like who each of us is, mm-hmm. our strengths. And it's so cool because it builds everyone's character. Yes. The stories within are first one, it's Toph and Katara. Yeah, and, spa day. <laughs> yeah, they essentially have a spa day, and Toph is confronted by these mean women yeah. who make fun of her looks and say that she's like ugly and too tomboyish and all mm. that. And this is after Katara, you know, did a spa day. She's like, girl, you gotta treat yourself. Yeah, they had makeup, they hit her feet. And she, she doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I see it with those things. Don't right. touch them. Katara's so nice in it. Yes, Katara is very kind. And she, she kind of gets like, she doesn't ever really say sorry to Toph. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of said through her actions. Yeah. Like, hey, we're both women. Young women. Uh-huh. But we're both, you know, we're just yeah. trying our best. Trying to support each other. Right. And Toph says, you know, I know what I look. Or what she says, you know, I like who I am. Yeah. I don't like always having to dress up and be prim and proper i like being a tomboy essentially Mm -hmm. down in the dirt all that and they get revenge on the girls by dropping them into the water from the bridge they're on the next section which is wild that they do this is uncle iroh's portion i can't believe they like have it so early on yeah it's so early it's just like you're going to make me watch? Because I'm fairly like, certain if it's not the second portion, it's the third one. Yeah. But it's definitely not the last one. I mean, this this story is so beautiful. Do it, we want to come back to it? <laughs> so we may want to get mean, the, light I guess heart, we can, the more sure. lighthearted stuff out of the way so we can focus on So after Iroh, we get to see Aang and he sees these animals. He helps in the this, animals. In Yay. this zoo that's super run down and stuff. Yeah. The guy says, I wish we had a nice place to have this zoo. Aang fucking earth bends and air bends and loses the animals, but he gets them all back. He blows a whistle and yeah. just causes chaos. Gets them all back, but gives them all a nice new home yeah. outside. And Out it's just yeah. Aang being sweet to animals and all mm. that helping people. We see Sokka doing some haikus. Is it haikus? Yeah, they're haikus. Yeah. Which is very fun. It's a poetry episode. It's great. Yeah, he's just walking by. sees a bunch of hot women mm-hmm. doing poetry. He decides to try and woo them by going toe-to-toe with their teacher mm-hmm. in like a haiku duel. Yeah. Which is very good. Yes. I'm sure they had a ton of fun writing it. Oh, yeah. Very fun. But at the end, Sokka messes up. Yep. Gets kicked out. Yeah, he says like a... God. He, he goes over by a syllable. Yeah. Gets kicked out. <laughs> Bouncer says, get out. And the last one is sad. It's Momo. Yeah. He misses Appa. Yeah. But and he, it's just him. He smells him, right? Yeah, because he has, he has, it's so fucking sad. 
he has a piece of Appa's fur and he ties it to his wrist. Like a bracelet. Yeah, and he like goes around the like, goes around Boston find my friend. Trying to find Appa. And he's always seeing like he sees a cloud that looks like Appa. Shaped like yeah. Or he sees like all these things that look like Appa. Yeah, there's like no talking because it's just Momo. Yeah. But he almost gets attacked by some like cats. Yeah. Some like panther cats. Panther cats, thing. yeah. They're they're scary. Yeah. Aggressive. He makes it out. Very sadly, at the oh, end, he finds... Just remembered. Yeah. <laughs> he finds Appa, a paw print of Appa's in the city, which is like, was Appa here? Yeah, but, his little footprint. In yeah, the, in Appa's the not there, and mud. Momo fucking sleeps in the footprint. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Mm. This episode, haven't you done enough? Yeah, you already did. But it's cool because us. the end of that connects to Appa's yes. last days. Mm. Before we get there, though, Iroh's story is just... So the biggest beautiful. fucking sucker punch. So we see Iroh, you know, Zuko. Oh, no. We skipped Zuko's part. We did skip Zuko. He goes on a date. Zuko goes on a date in his. A little romantic, yeah, man. It's so funny. Because at the beginning, Zuko says, hey, uncle. Because they have a tea shop. Yes. Which we haven't even said. No. Uncle Iroh loves tea. He opens up a tea shop in Ba Sing Zing. Yeah. And Zuko's helping out. Mm-hmm. First, they're just working at another one. Mm-hmm. But Zuko's like, hey, there's this lady over here. This girl, she, she, keeps, knows. she keeps looking. I think she knows that we're Fire Nation. I think she's a spy. And I was like, oh, I've noticed that too. I think she has a crush on you. Ooh. And it's very apparent that Iroh was correct. Yeah. She is just, she loves she's Zuko. She's so cute. She's so cute. And she just wants to get to know him. Iroh pretty much convinces Zuko to go. He combs his hair. He combs his hair. Like a total <laughs> he, dork. He says, oh yeah, my uncle did it. It worked on it for like an hour or something. Immediately, like messes Immediately it up. Immediately poofs back. But it's just sweet. Zuko's so awkward because he just doesn't know how to talk to people. Yeah. Well, and he's also like trying to lie this whole time. Yeah. It'd probably be easier if he wasn't incognito. But like, oh, they go on this cute little date. They go get dinner, right? Yeah, they go get dinner and it's awkward. And because... then she's like, oh, I want to show you something. She takes him to like the middle of their area. Mm-hmm. And there's like a, it's supposed to be lit up. It's like fountains, right? Yeah, it's like a fountain that's supposed to be lit up lanterns lit and... up around. And then she's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, it usually looks a lot nicer than this. The lights are usually on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, close your eyes. And then she like, she's like, uh, okay. And then mm-hmm. she, she closes her eyes. And then Zuko fire bends all the lanterns on. And then she's like, oh, my God. Like, yay. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's just so nice. And she gives him a little kiss mm-hmm. on the cheek, I believe. Yeah. And then it just sort of wraps up. Iroh's cleaning up the shop. Zuko comes back. And Iroh says, how was your date? He sort of slams the door, but then he opens it up, and then he says, it was nice. <laughs> she says, yes, He's like, I don't have feelings, shut up. Growth. Yeah, it's cute. But he was a gentleman. and Yeah, he was nice. He opened up a little bit, too, mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. He got pretty emotional. It's just so good, because, again, we're, we're growing the characters. It's mm-hmm. nice to take a break to grow the characters. Yeah. Okay, Iroh's portion. So short, so sweet, an ultimate... I will never forget this episode. No. And it's always going to hit with me. Mm-hmm. Probably more so in the future. As we get older, yeah. As we get older and... Go through life go more. Go through life. As we become more like Iroh, hopefully. Yeah. But Iroh, we know that... I mean, it opens up with Iroh remembering playing with his son. Mm-hmm. And just like running, we get to see a young Iroh, fucking yeah. brown beard. <laughs> yeah, like wild. Just, and he's so playing different. with his son, Luten, and they're just having fun and laughing. And then Iroh, old man, he takes off into Bossing Say, 
He's, he, he's going to go be a man of the people today. Yeah, he goes and buys like a basket and the guy says, you know, what's the occasion? He says, it's a very special day. But then we see a little kid crying. Mm-hmm. He's and upset. And Iroh grabs a guitar and he sings a song that later, Not very becomes, good. That Not later very good becomes more significant. You know, starts singing this Leaves from the Vine song. Mm-hmm. And it's nice and it's upbeat and the kid stops crying. He walks by and sees some kids playing soccer mm-hmm. with earthbending. They break a window and Iroh says it's normally a good idea a to, good own, idea up to, to own up to your mistakes yeah. and then this giant shows up says but not today run <laughs> <laughs> the dip yeah the shopkeeper's pissed uh-huh. takes off yeah. and then when Iroh's running away and he thinks he's gotten away this guy tries to mug him yeah and he holds him at knife point but Iroh sees that this guy's shaky and nervous and doesn't have a good stance he sweeps the leg mm-hmm but then he decides to help this guy. Yeah. And he sits down with him and has tea and they talk and he says, you know, I get the sense that you're not supposed to be doing this. What yeah. happened? And the guy says he's fallen on hard times and all this. And again, I wrote just amazing full of lines. He says, while it's always good to believe in yourself, a little help from others mm-hmm. is always welcome. Yeah. And the guy, no one's ever believed in me. Thank you so much. Yeah. Iroh's out here changing the world. Mm-hmm. One person at a time. But then, it's the fucking end of the day. Oh, the, the sun, sun is setting. setting. Iroh goes up to a tree. <laughs> I'm already it's crying. just like, yeah. And he sets down a picture of his son. And burns incense. And he burns incense. And lays out food. He lays out food. And he's helped all these people throughout the day. But. <laughs> How am I going to get through this? Why do we get so <laughs> such an emotional person? <laughs> and he says, I'm sorry, my son. <laughs> if only I could have helped you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he fucking starts singing the song. Yeah, the leaves from the vine. Yeah. If we can, can we put it here? <laughs> I'll, I'll do yes, so everyone can cry. Uh... Hopefully, we can find a version. so slow like fragile tiny shells drifting in the foam little soldier boy come marching home brave soldier boy comes marching home The way he sings it, his voice. Breaking. Yeah, because I'm sure... I can't remember exactly, but by this point, I'm pretty sure that they have revealed that Iroh's son died at war. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure when they were trying to take Ba Sing Se. And this is like when Iroh... This is when he was bad. This is when he was like a bad Fire yeah. Nation general. When he was truly the dragon of the West. Yeah. and But this was the moment when he lost his son. Like, Iroh was supposed to be the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. But he just lost his will for all of that because his son died. Yeah. 
And so he just, yeah, he became a wise old man who's nice and kind to everyone. Yeah. Like, fuck. Mm-hmm. He had to go through so much pain to realize I need to change. Yeah. So he's singing and crying and it's so sad and you're even as a young man which i've always been emotional yes but i remember watching this when what in 2005 2006 yeah i think it was watching it on cable tv and being like fuck yeah this is so fucking sad mm-hmm. and then it gets somehow even sadder <laughs> because at the end of the episode at the end of that section oh it, yeah like, it's the section freeze frames mm-hmm. and says in memory of mako you're like, who the hell is Mako? And you're like, Mako. And then you search it up, and the fucking voice actor mm-hmm. of Uncle Iroh died. Mm-hmm. Like, during recording of these episodes. Yeah. So it's just like... Yeah, he died before that episode even premiered. Yeah, before it aired. And it's just, what the fuck, man? How is this <sighs> both sad, fictionally, and... And in real life. Realistically. Ugh. It's so... It's just... So, so moving. It hits every time. Yeah. Pretty much any time. Like, I'll search it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You're like, I feel like crying right and now. And then I'll just start tearing up. Because yeah. it's just... It's, again, the voice acting. But his performance is so, like... Genuine. God, he's so full of hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you wouldn't know that. Because he is so loving yeah. and kind and genuine with every person that he meets. And I think the reason that that story hits so well... Mm-hmm. Is because he 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 sees his son, yeah. in every person that he meets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he gets to see them in different phases of life. Mm-hmm. He sees, yeah, in ways so he helped his his son as a child. Yeah, cause... as a young adult, as an older person going yeah. through hard times. Yeah, that Aww. was probably his intention for the yeah. day. Is I will treat everyone with kindness the mm-hmm. way I would treat my own son, and that's and... how he treats Zuko. Right. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing writing, I think. It's, oh, yeah. It's an episode of TV. That's why I love Tales of Boston Say, because every little section, but just this one section, it's legitimately maybe five, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. It's so impactful. Yeah. As I said, I think of it constantly. Yeah. It's so, so good, and it gets to the root of, like, why Iroh took the trajectory he did mm-hmm. and why he will always fight for good now. It's amazing. So, so good. Let's sort of wrap Bossing Say up, yeah. I think, because there are very important things that happen, but But we can we can hit them quick. While all these episodes are amazing, yeah. they do sort of They blend. And I think it's a good thing because I think the creators thought of these last few episodes as one big episode. Yeah, it's more of an anthology moment. I mean not mo- not an anthology moment, but it's like a it's these chapters are so Mm-hmm. touching that it's hard to separate them because they're taking place in the same spot they're taking place with the same characters mm-hmm. and it's all so intertwined right to start this off the earth king is being um, gaslit perf- purposefully <laughs> gaslit being lied to and he's essentially a pawn of his advisor yes who runs a secret earth king or bossing say police force known as the daily they're scary they like take people out they brainwash people yeah like their guide in bossing say is a lady called julie right or no no not julie that's from the other one yeah you're thinking of course is a. Uh... I don't remember her name but she's evil anyways yeah but she's brainwashed yeah she's very no emotions always says the same thing there's no war in bossing say when she makes a mistake, another woman appears who With says the same name, the same name, and acts the same way. And it was like, "Yo, what do you mean?" A sort of Zuko Iroh update we should have gotten to is that 
They travel to Boston, say, by boat. Yeah. On that boat, they meet a familiar face. It's Jet. Jet! From season one. Along with him is Smellerby and the Archer guy. Mm, yeah. I think he's called long like shot? Long Shot. Yeah. yeah. Very on the nose. It's easy um, to remember. But again, another ship. Jet and Zuko. Honestly, work that's too hot. I can't handle that. It's too strong. That's too much energy. That's too much just like... That's, yeah. that's two tops in a room and I can't <laughs> handle that. That's yeah. too much... But they work well together. Yeah, because they're that, both... Until, at the end, Uncle Iroh's complaining that his tea is cold. Right. And then Jet talks to Zuko, and he looks down and sees that Iroh's tea is hot. Yeah. And Jet immediately, because he's a smart guy, is like, this guy's a fucking firebender. Mm. He goes to the tea shop that they work at, causes a scene, he gets arrested because Iroh and Jet, or Iroh and Zuko are like, I don't know what's going on, we're not Fire Nation. Yeah. Everyone thinks he's crazy. Jet disappears. Yeah. Next time we see Jet, he says he's turned his life around. He wants to help the gang find Appa. Yeah. Where's Appa been? We cut to Appa's lost days. Aww. Poor baby gets not only kidnapped, yeah. but he escapes and then gets captured by a circus where he's forced at like fucking fire mm-hmm. whip to perform and all this. He sees a small kid who reminds him of Aang. Aww. And the kid is nice to him and tells him to run. So Appa flies flies away. <laughs> he's afraid of fire yes. by this. He flies away. He's had a hard time. He's like attacked. He has he's to fight hungry. like a giant fucking boar. Yeah. And like, he gets like thorns in him and all this. And he's finally just passes out in a cave. And he's found by Suki and the Kyoshi Aww. Warriors. And Suki's like very kind to him yeah. and understands he's he's scared and he's scared but they like wash him up and give him food azula shows up they've been tracking appa thinking that the avatars with him suki and the kyoshi warriors fight off azula so and them. appa runs away mm. he goes to one of the he goes to one of the air temples yeah i can't remember might have been the eastern where he finds a guru Mm. Who's just sitting there, very kind, like, gives him his space. Meditating. And then when Office finally allows the guru to touch him and talk to him and be kind to him, the guru like tucks a message yeah. into Appa's fur mm. for Aang. And then Appa flies to Bossing Say because the guru like gives Appa yeah, a Yeah, it's like, like a telepathic message. Yeah, to go there. But as soon as Appa touches down, the head of the Dai Li fucking flips the earth on him. And that's you where, are underground. Yeah, so he's underground, but that's where we see the footprint that Momo saw, mm-hmm. where he later sleeps in. So it's all connected. It's all good. The gang decides, fuck this. We're not going by the rules. We're going to go find Appa no matter what, because their advisor said you can't hang up posters and all that. Yeah. Aang's done. Everyone's done. Toph fucking blows out the side of the house, because she's Hilarious. just like, hell yeah, we're breaking shit. <laughs> oh, now, they run into Jet. He says, I'll help. But Smellerby and Longshot are like, he's acting weird. Yeah, he's like being nice. And And they're all like, whoa, what's going on? Katara's mad because Jet said he left everyone behind. And they essentially find out that Jet has been brainwashed. (sighs) They fucking knock him out of this brainwashing. But he remembers that underneath Lake Lao Guy is this facility where they're doing all kinds of weird shit. Yeah, scary. While this is all going on, Zuko and Iroh, Iroh gets his own tea shop. Hooray! But Zuko's a little bit upset because he sees Appa fly overhead. And this 
snaps Zuko Ooh. back. This whole My time. My prerogative. <laughs> mm-hmm. And again, I just have to add, sorry. I, and I hate that I keep saying it again. In the episode where they were on the boat into Bossing Sex, yes. Iroh saw Appa go overhead mm-hmm. and he sees him and is a little worried. Zuko says, what was it? And Iroh says, it's nothing. So he just knows that if he can keep Zuko away from the Avatar. Yeah, if he can kind of lull him out of this obsession mm-hmm. over time, it may pass. Yeah, but seeing Appa snap Zuko back into that and Iroh and him get into arguments and Iroh just tells him, you know, you're on the right path to stop. You know, just stop. You don't need to do this anymore. Zuko's like 50-50. Yeah. They go to like Lao Guy, and underneath it's fucking like a horror movie. It's so scary. Like they walk by rooms where 20, 25 women are being brainwashed, all being told that the, it's Judy. Judy, All yeah. being told that they're all Judy and this and that. There is no there war. There is no war on Bossing Sing. Uh-huh. They confront the head guy. The, the kingpin behind all uh-huh. of this, yeah. As they're fighting him... He brainwashes Jet with, like, the phrase. It's like the Winter Soldier is uh-huh. woken up, pretty yeah. much. Says the Earth King would like to meet you or something. Mm. Jet turns on Aang. They fight. And Jet is very strong. Yeah. Or non oh, yeah. like... Oh, yeah. He As can we saw in book in... one. Yeah, yeah. So dope, though. At the same time, it's just action. The Blue Spirit. Is it Blue Spirit? Yeah. Has yeah. broken into the facility. At the same time, they're there. And he opens a door. And Appa looks up. And Zuko's like, I'm not who you were expecting. Iroh somehow also sneaks in. Because Iroh's a big boy, but he's swift. Oh, yeah. He just says, Zuko, you need to stop. Like, it's time for you to decide who you want. Mm. It's time for you to ask yourself the hard questions. What is it? Who are you and what do you want to become? Yeah. Zuko is fucking conflicted. Yeah. Jet snaps out of this thing. Aang reminds him and his crew reminds him who he is. And at this moment, something wild happens. Because Jet, like, starts to turn around and turn to fight the head of the Dai Li. And because he senses that he's lost his touch on Jet and things are getting bad for him, he fucking sends, like, this wall of rock right into Jet's chest. And we just see Jet, as soon as the smoke clears, he's just on the ground. Mm -hmm. And then the guy gets away. This is probably my first time seeing a quote-unquote main character. I mean, you know, it's kind of a... Sure. Jet's kind of a side character, but people don't die. Yeah. He died. And then for it to be like so... Because it's not necessarily... It's kind of ambiguous. Yeah, but it's also not... And I think that was a contention with Nickelodeon. Is yeah. that they didn't want it to be 100% sure that he did. Yeah. But earlier in the series, Toph says she can sense when people are lying mm-hmm. through their vibrations. Yeah. She already said that Jet wasn't lying when he said he, you know, had turned things around and stuff. Yeah, because he trying to turn a new leaf. But the gang still has to go after the Dai Li. Smeller being Longshot say, he's our leader, he's our friend, we can take care of him. And Jet says, go, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then when they walk off, Toph just looks down and she says, he was lying. Yeah. It's just like, so, fuck. So sad. Because <laughs> it's, I don't know. Because it was like that loss of potential. Like, yeah. God, Jet could have been such an actual pillar of good. Mm-hmm. He was finally going to get there and yeah. do the right thing. But it was too late. To wrap this Jet's up, gone. Sort of, they go out. They try and confront the Daily and take them all out. But overwhelming odds. Until Momo takes off and flies up into the sun. Whee! And sort of disappears. And we see the shadow approach. 
and it's fucking Appa. Appa! He comes in and just wrecks. Just like He said, I have six legs, and they're going into all y'all's heads. My tail about to send you. He bites the main deadly's leg. Mm. It all leads to them finally being able to talk to the Earth King and his normal bear, Bosco. He's so cute. <laughs> the Earth King is gaslit. Yeah. Everyone's trying to lie to him, but the gang proves to him that the war is happening by showing him the drill. Yeah. It's on the side of the fucking wall. Yeah, it's like in there. <laughs> yeah. The Earth King decides, okay, day of Black Sun, it's going to happen. I'm in, Bossing stays in, arrest this guy, I control the Dai Li now. Yeah. So now it's the point of no return. Yep. The Dai Li say they're still loyal to the evil guy. Yeah. Sokka says, I'm going to go find my dad, I know where he is, so we can all get together. We gotta, we gotta collect the masses. Mm-hmm. Go find my dad. Toph got a letter from her family saying, we're sorry, come talk to us, so she's going there. Katara's gonna stay in Ba Sing Se to help oversee everything. Mm. And then Aang is gonna go to the guru that Appa yep. brought the note from. So everyone's dipping. We're doing side quests, guys. The problem is, the Earth King, when everyone leaves, he turns and looks down and says, Oh, the Kyoshi Warriors. I'm so happy you're here. And it's very clearly Azula, Mai, and Tai Lee yeah. who have defeated the Kyoshi Warriors and are acting like them. Mm-hmm. Now, the big finale. The big bang. Because the Guru episode is where Aang goes to this man and has to confront all his doubts, has to confront his connections to the world and his role as the Avatar. Mm-hmm. And Guru Patik. He got, he's got to go through all the... You want to say it? All the chakras. You got to say chakras really mm-hmm. hard. That's how this. he says it. I know. That is how he says it. You're right. Your chakras. I say chakras, and but that's fine. you get fucking onion and banana juice. Ugh. Right? Blech. Sounds deli- <laughs> disgusting. I almost said ha- delicious. It helps open up the the, the belly. The, oof. What's that chakra? The yellow one. Mm. Yellow? Okay, red. <laughs> orange. Yeah. Sorry, it goes through the rainbow. Oh, anyway. Well, how about he, you? You know more about He's all clogged up. Uh-huh. Ing... Aang's energy is not flowing the way it needs to be in order for him to not only access the Avatar state, but also just, like, being okay as himself. Yes. Aang is also doing this because the guru says, if you open up all your chakras, you can go into the Avatar state at will. Yeah, and instead be in of it full being a control. Yeah, be in full control of it, which is, that's what they need. Mm-hmm. So can you explain to us what's, yeah, the, what's the process? Yeah, so basically what... Guru Patik does is he walks Aang through a, an extensive multi-day meditation. Mm-hmm. And basically he's saying, you know, your body is like a river and the energy flows through you. Yep. If there are blockages within your chakra points, you are not going to be able to function yeah. the way that you need to. So what he does is he starts at the base of the body, the root chakra, which is the red one. And he's like, this is the one that has to deal with primal fears and yeah. instincts. If you're grounded in your root chakra, you are feeling safe and secure. Um, there's also just like so much more when it comes to yeah. chakras and things like that. But basically he's saying, this is how you ground yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to feel secure. If you do not feel secure, you will not be successful. Right. He's like, okay. I need to yeah. feel safe. That's basically what it is. And I, I would definitely highly recommend 
Just go and watch going the to episode. YouTube, searching yeah. the Avatar chakras because I think it does an amazing job of explaining it, yeah. especially for children mm-hmm. and younger audiences to really understand if you're, if maybe you want to get your children into this or you just want to educate on this. I think it's a great way to do this. Mm-hmm. But yes, we get to see Aang confront all his past mistakes. Yeah, like his anger, his doubt, his fears, his sadness, his guilt, everything. Mm-hmm. And he gets to let it go which is the only way to release the blockage Mm -hmm. is by not like holding on to it so he works his way up through the body and the chakras but it finally gets to the crown chakra Mm -hmm. and the crown chakra is the the chakra that is going to allow him to enter the spirit world allow him to enter the avatar state at will um it's the final step yeah um it kind of lines up with the hierarchy of needs if you guys study psychology or familiar with that you have to attend to your base needs Mm -hmm. before you can ascend into higher thinking right but ang struggles the hardest with the crown chakra because it requires him to release everything you have to let go of all attachment you cannot have these binds ang has to let go of all the things that bind him to this world including everyone he's ever loved, anyone who is important to him, everybody. He has to be able to know that he will have to let those things go one day. Mm-hmm. And he has to accept that. And that is extremely hard, especially for Aang to let go of Katara. He's yeah. got a very deep connection that he feels has not been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And the idea of letting go... And not being able to be with her, especially, yeah. is very, very challenging for Aang. Yeah. However, he... <laughs> when he's in this state of meditation and confronting this, he sees himself as like this giant astral being. And he has to like confront himself, but also... Gotta go take it. He's gotta go take it. This is the one that Aang struggles with the hardest for the longest. He, he realizes through Guru Patik's wisdom that by letting go, he's not dishonoring the love and things that he's experienced. He's actually allowing those things to be mm-hmm. without him. Yeah, because it's, and it's like, I guess, a IRL thing as well. It's mm. not the whole, like, I have no connections to anyone. No. I don't love anyone or anything. No. The Guru just explains that as Kayla said, it's the acceptance that, yes, this is all real, and yes, this is all important, but it's also that once it is time that these things will end, yes. that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because time is the ultimate enemy yeah. of all of us, and to be human is to accept that we have a limited amount yeah, of time. It's a finite existence. With everything, so we have to be okay with when it ends. It ends. It ends, and... Whatever's next is next. Mm-hmm. But. Well, and I, I especially think that this could be challenging, especially for an avatar to face, because in yeah. a way they are the only eternal yeah. thing in this, in this world. But that is also like an even more important reason for him to realize this. Like It's going back to the earlier episode in the swamp with the roots. All of this is a connective, but none of it is permanent. Yeah. Everything is fleeting and changing constantly. Right. So he needs to be able to let that go. And mm-hmm. he is finally able to open that chakra. Yeah. And um, Except, no, he's not. Yeah, because, because he gets... <laughs> when he walks up to finally get his 
avatar full control from his giant self yeah he as he's connected to the world he hears katara yelling and something's going wrong so Mm -hmm. he turns away and says i need to go save katara yeah the guru says no you can't leave if you leave now you won't go you won't be able to go into the avatar state at all Mm -hmm. but ang ignores this and leaves he goes and gets sokka sokka looks at him and ang is on the verge of tears yeah so he knows that something's wrong yeah. toph has been captured by the uh bounty hunters i guess yeah, they that the father sent after her the letter was a lie she's in this metal uh prison this metal box yeah. that way she can't earthbend out and then katara has been thrown into the like this crystal cave under yeah the earth kingdom um with zuko Yes. <laughs> and oh I, no, we're the only two in here. Oh no, we're stuck. <laughs> what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with all this time? <laughs> and Iroh's just, you know, he understands Azula's there, and he's gonna try and get his nephew back. Yeah. It all converges in those caves. Before we get there, though, Zuko and Katara. Zutara. Love it. I love it. What are they they talking about? What's happening? Because this is a big confrontation. Yeah. Katara gets down there. Katara hates Zuko. And immediately starts just yelling this man down and all that. Mm -hmm. And Zuko, who's already been bested by Azula, that's why he's in here. Yeah. Because he tried to... Oh, God. Because they were invited to the Earth King, but then Azula attacked. She's tricking them again. Psych, psych, psych. I'm in control now. Yeah. And Iroh, I think, got away? Yeah. Katara's yelling at Zuko. Zuko's just sad boy. Just like, oh, you know, I suck. Katara and Zuko, they bond over the fact that the Fire Nation, that Fire Lord Ozai hurt both of them. Zuko reveals that he has all this trauma, that his family doesn't think much of him, that he doesn't think much of himself, and that the burn on his face is from his father. Mm -hmm. And she can tell that he... Is starting to rethink this whole thing. Yeah. We know that Zuko let Appa go, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't say as much here yet. But we as the audience know that Zuko is starting to turn this around. Yeah. And Katara is starting to see it as well. She looks down and she remembers that at the Northern Water Tribe, she was given this water that has special healing properties. Mm -hmm. And she tells Zuko, I can take your scar away by using this. And Zuko's thinking about it. The whole time, Iroh and Aang and everyone else, except for Toph, are ready to go down and get Katara out of there. Yeah. I don't think Toph's there, right? No. Because at the same time, Toph, she is sensing that there's Earth. What is what is metal made of? Yeah, what is metal made of? Oh, it's made out of Earth. It's made out of rock. So she's sensing the rock within the metal. And she's doing something special. And Iroh, pretty sure at the same time, is saying as much that these things are all connected mm-hmm. and all that. Iroh and Aang walk through this tunnel to get to where Katara and Zuko are at. When they get there, at the same time, Azula shows up. Damn you, Azula! And things go from bad to worse. A fight ensues. And the whole time Azula is yelling at Zuko, hey, now's your time. If you're going to join us, if you're going to make our father proud, if you're going to be a good Fire Nation prince, now's your time to capture the Avatar. Iroh the whole time is saying, no, don't do it. Follow your own path. You're better than this. Zuko makes the decision 
to help Azula. He fucks up. Mm-hmm. He like attacks Aang, I believe. Yeah. And Katara's pissed because she believed in Zuko, but she's fighting Azula. Yeah, which is scary. Yeah, which is fucking wild. But also, Katara... Azula shoots blue fire. Yeah, yeah. Which we forgot until now to bring up. But this... the, the aesthetic is super cool. So many details. So yeah, everyone's fighting. This and that. The Dai Li show up, and they're on Azula's side. This is a shit show. Because she cucked the leader. essentially <laughs> said, I'm stronger than you. They follow power. They follow me. Everything's going fucking sideways. Aang decides, I need to fucking Avatar state up. He starts levitating and goes into the avatar state. And then the screen fucking flashes like black and gets mm-hmm. negative. And we see the Zula fucking hit this man with lightning. Yeah. So he just falls to the ground. Oh, Aang. They somehow get out of there. Mm-hmm. I should know this, but oh well. The most important bits are that Iroh was trapped in the crystals because he was helping Aang and Katara escape and all that. He's trapped by the Dai Li. And Azula says, good job, Zuko. And Zuko looks at Iroh, and Iroh just turns away from him. He can't even look Mm. at Zuko anymore. And Zuko, probably at this point, is thinking, oh, I fucked up. I messed up. And the last bit of it is, as they're flying away on Appa, the Earth King is with them. Aang is critically injured. Yeah. And the Earth King just looks back at Ba Sing Se and says, the Earth Kingdom has fallen. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. That's the end. Book two. Ah, such a dark ending. Yeah. It's so scary. It is. You know, this is this is just a lesson. Listen to your elders mm-hmm. a little bit. You know. Yeah. If you would have listened to Guru Patik, if you would have listened to Iroh, things could have been things better. Things could have been better. Ah, worked out. But here we are, and we will be right back here in the next episode. Because this one has concluded. Next episode, the finale. The finale! Of Avatar, The Last Airbender. It is book three. We get to say goodbye. Oh, yeah. It is fire. That's when we're going to bring everything back together. We're going to get our DTR. How do we feel about Avatar, The Last Airbender today? Mm-hmm. Where does the gang end up? What happens to Zuko and Iroh? Our opinions and theories. Our opinions and theories. What happens next in the series? Was there a movie on this? I don't know. (laughs) We'll find that all out next episode. Before we go, last little bits, you know, tidying up, letting you know what's going on with us. Mm -hmm. My name is Eddie. You can follow myself on Twitter, Twitch, at Victor V. Sweet. And my other half, Kayla. Yeah, you can find me in uh, a secret tunnel. Ooh. With a cute little badger mole. Nice. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to dig a hole up through the roof so I can look at Yue all night long. Aw. I love her. I anyway, but you can also find me on Twitter at DJ Vivich. And you can find Show Dependent on any podcast service that you subscribe to. Oh, there you go. Ooh, saved it. There you go. Know. That perfect. is Spotify, Apple, Google any one of those y'all you need to do is search show dependent podcast it is s-h-o dependent pod you can also search the same thing and tell your friends and family to search this as well search s-h-o dependent pod on twitter on instagram to follow us and get little updates get little uh maybe a little fan art from kayla over here yeah maybe if you're lucky 
Maybe. Many, many, many thanks to all of you who are out there listening, subscribing, downloading, sharing. We love you. It means so much to us. Mm-hmm. And once again, we go to the Book of Iroh. The Book of Iroh. A bit of wisdom to end this one off for you. And Iroh, when he's walking through the tunnel with Aang, it may be a little difficult to see how things could get better. So Iroh gives him these wise words. Sometimes life is like this dark tunnel. You can't always see the light at the end of the tunnel. But if you just keep moving, you will come to a better place. place.